0: Disclaimer, this show contains coarse language, terrible banter, and mature themes which may not be suitable for younger audiences. Parental guidance is advised. Um. So today's podcast is going to look a little bit different. Yep. Uh, I got to sit down with uh, Stan Walker and Kobe D yesterday. So those of you who do not know Kobe D, he is an Australian uh, Aboriginal art- artist. artist. He's a singer, he's a songwriter, he's a rapper, he's a storyteller. He is amazing. He's a handsome little thing he is. He is, is Beautiful, How does he? Beautiful soul, 25, just got engaged, so relax over there. Um, wow. So him and Stan Walker, <laughs> they just released a new song called Father's Eyes. The video is out now. The single is, is out now. Have you That's seen the nice video, No, I haven't seen the video. Oh, you're going to cry. But I heard the song today, like, after listening to um, Gabby interviewing the boys. Honestly, you have to hang around for the interview. Like, they get into some
1: real deep convo. They
0: went deep. And, like, for me, it was a first because, you know, on The Shack, you know, we... we we laugh a lot we yeah. muck, we mock we mock a lot we don't really get deep and when we do it's like it's not been as deep as this conversation yeah. has been and i like the energy and the passion that these two have um, not just about their song uh just about being indigenous um, being fathers you know yeah. and what they're about like their real ko-papa. shit, real shit. Yeah. like we got into real shit and i so appreciated it um and especially you know like just me being a girl me not coming from that background, yeah, like it was. I felt special. It was such a precious conversation that we had, and so we're just gonna play it out. It was a twenty-five. It ended up being a twenty-five minute conversation. Yeah. Um, the boys aren't here, so there's no rules, and um, <laughs> yeah, it, it gets it gets a deep, but not like you know when stuff gets deep and it's like, Whoa. no, it's a
1: good, it's a good like, um, it's a good like life deep.
0: You're hundred percent, and I feel like I said to them at the end when they left, I was like, thank you for starting the conversation. I personally, I don't know if. Pacific people are ready. I don't know if that's the right word, but to have these sorts of conversations. But thank you. To Stan and KBD. That's the one you got to hang around for. Yes. I just uh, I <laughs> thank you for starting the conversation. Um but yeah, you're you'll tune in, you'll listen to it, uh, and we're just gonna play it out. Yeah. So happy Friday. Happy enjoy Friday enjoy the podcast, enjoy this conversation and um, And enjoy the morning snack in yeah. your face. All right, see you later. Bye. Good morning, good morning, good morning man Manuwea. You are here on The Morning Shack. No Tim and Riggs today, so you're just here with the morning snack, Gabs. I am very excited. We have two very special guests here in the studio. We've got our brother Stan Walker here in the studio, but we've also got a special guest all the way from Sydney, Australia. He is an indigenous Aboriginal uh, Gormoroo rapper, musician, storyteller, Kobe D, and he has released a brand new single uh, featuring our very own Stan Walker called uh, Father's Eyes. It's about breaking the cycles that that so many indigenous groups have been second and showing the world that there are so many good indigenous fathers, no matter what kind of stereotypes they are given. Boys, welcome to the show.
1: Thank,
2: Thank you. you. How are we today? Good. good. Good.
0: You, guys, you guys both look really tanned.
1: Oh my gosh. Um, maybe I'm just hot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the
1: red's coming out of here.
0: No, thank you so much for coming. So, uh, Kobe D, this is your second time here second in time. Auckland. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. How are you finding it?
2: Yeah, good. I love it. Like, uh, coming back in, I was like, I think because I was only here, what, a few months ago? Yeah. Yeah. So everything's still very, really, very familiar. It's like coming back to an old neighbourhood or something. You know, it's. Is, is it a
0: bit of a culture shock seeing so many uh, Maori and Pacifica people here in Auckland? Because we're the capital.
2: Um, not really, because like we've got a big community back in Sydney as well. You know, True. so yeah, it's not 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 a big culture shock. It's um, it's good. I've always wanted to come here too, so it's like it's. I feel excited just like being here especially mm. for my second time it's good
0: now i heard you stan walker you're talking some smack about auckland <laughs> so we're <laughs> gonna get into that later on hey, hey, yeah we're gonna get into that later <laughs> on then. so uh let's talk about uh your song father's eyes please tell us what is it about how did it come about and uh yeah what what is the story behind father's eyes
2: so for me it was as at a time in my life where i was kind of second-guessing and doubting myself as a father and and thinking that I I should be doing more. There's things that I should be doing more. And um, I think for me it was really a reminder to myself of of where I've I've come from. And um, I think in it it was kind of a healing process as well because I was it was at a point in my life where I was doubting myself and I was feeling a bit down on myself and that's I guess for us as artists where our, our best stuff comes from you know is, mm-hmm. is when we feel something and we put it down on paper and we put it down um, and then record it so it's like a healing process so for me it was really I was as I was writing it because mostly when I write I don't exactly know what I'm going to write about I just write what I'm feeling and at the time that's what I was feeling and it turned into that and for me, it was kind of a reflection on like, look where I've I've come from and and look how far I've come and, you know, I actually I am a good father. Mm. Um, so for me, it was a reminder to myself, but it turned into so much bigger and a reminder to all of us, you know, all of us as as Indigenous fathers is like, look at the brush that we've been painted with and look at the stereotypes that we've been put in. But look how good we're doing despite any of that. So that's what that song's about.
0: Now, GQ has called you uh, a voice for your generation. And I would say the same for you, Stan. You're a voice for um, our Indigenous peoples, for our generation here. How, how did you become part of Father's
1: Eyes? Just listening to the song, um, I was hooked real quick because it's a story that needs to be shared um, on our Behalf, mm. not um American, black American or Latino American, but our behalf, you know, on behalf of indigenous men on this side of the world, even though we share and similar experiences and some of the same experiences and even with on the other side, but we're different mm. and we're built from a different cloth, even though it's kind of the same, you know, we connect through our indigenous um But it was the stuff that he was saying, you know, like talking about his father, you know, his father became a father at 16 and he wasn't a father to him. But through him being a father... um, he started to have empathy towards his dad because his dad was just learning at 16 years old mm-hmm. what to do and and he started to figure that out for himself and the same thing for me mm-hmm. um, for me I've I've been one thing that I've been trying to do is just break the cycles of which I've been a part of you know um, through my father through my you know through my grandfather and I didn't want to be a byproduct of a byproduct anymore I wanted to cut clean but unfortunately you know growing up in that life and that lifestyle and being a part of that intergenerational trauma it still lingers within me. Mm. And so my my whole thing is to be better than you know my father and we're not our father's mistakes, we're not our grandfather's mistakes, we're so much more. And like he said, you know, we, we've we been painted with this brush that we're this and that. And mm. in, in both our countries, we're the highest stats for everything negative, but people forget what we are at our core and who we are at, at our core. We're not these men that just grows our kids up and gives them hidings and tells them to shush. That's something that's been put onto us, mm. you know, through colonisation. I know that's a big at yeah. all, but... When you look back to the core of who we are, our children were exalted. Our children were treasured. Our women were the top of the food chain. And our men, we were loving. We were just known as loving men. And that's who we are. And that's what I'm trying to kind of reclaim for myself, for mm. my kids and I'm I'm learning every day with my kids and as they grow older there's different seasons with the kids like my son's just started school, my daughter's started ruling the house but like every year they change and I have to change with them and I have to grow with them and I have to be patient with them and not mm. be like my son had his first day of um touch yesterday and I went there and I'm like because he's the shyest in NZ and he like when he gets shy he eats his hair opposite to you opposite and he's like his hands in his mouth get your hands out (laughs) of your mouth but he stood on the field and he's like there because I told him to go out on the field but he just stood there Mm. and in my head because I've always been told go hard or you're going home get Mm. in the car or you're going home and you're going to get it because I didn't yep. uh, go hard in something that I wanted to do because I was excited to do it. And I had to hold myself, and I was like, I don't want him to ever not be excited about going to touch. Mm. And I was like, for him to walk out on the field, that was a big step mm. for him. Because he only walked out because I told him to walk out, but deep down, he wanted to walk out. But, like, that's a big step, and I, so I have to go at his pace. Yeah. So this song is all of that for me. It's like we're day by day we're breaking these cycles we're breaking these things that have been put onto us and i mean if if it was like who we're supposed to be because of our upbringing we sh- we should be pathetic mm-hmm. we should be really bad fathers mm-hmm. and we've we've had to overcome that and also still overcoming it mm-hmm. and so this song is so much more than just like just a collaboration it was a Kind of a, an eye opening thing to like actually who we are and like in a healing thing mm. and a reminder that man, we you know, every single day we're just doing our best, we're not going to get it right all the time. And um, one thing that he said today is like, what did you say? He said
2: about not getting it right, being all good, or something like that. Oh, I said, um, parenting is only hard for good parents, mm. you know, right. that's something I, I believe a hundred percent, you know, it's because. If you're not a good parent, you got nothing to worry about, mm. you know? And if you're not, like, involved in your kids, like, all these things, it's, like, it's not hard for parents that can just sit back and just not have to worry about that stuff. But for parents that really care, it's hard. Mm. Parenting is hard, but that's the beauty of it. And that's the thing that I've learned to accept. As a father, it's always going to be hard. Mm. That's why, like, I want, like, seven kids, eight kids. My partner doesn't want that <laughs> many, but, but, like, because I know it's always going to be hard, but, like, at the end of the day that's my favorite thing is being a father Mm. you know above Mm. everything else my favorite thing is being a father um and yeah i've got a second one on the way and it's just like our family's growing and it's yeah it's everyday learning you know um like like stan was saying like my daughter's four now and at the stages that i've said it's like you get to a point where you think you've taught them and and (laughs) they're going good and then boom something else happens and they're in a new phase in their life and you've got to adjust to that and it's it's fun because it's showing me sides of myself too Mm. you know and i I definitely i think being a father has shown me patience tolerance like all these different things that growing up i didn't have you know things that i probably could have learned from my dad you know is things that i've learned being a father you know it's things that my daughter is teaching me it's like yeah it's it's like i said it's my it's it's my favorite thing in the world is, is being a father.
0: So you both have daughters, girl dads. Mm. Yeah. Good luck. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. <laughs> Good luck. Um, I, you, you guys talked about something in your live stream that I watched about how growing up, uh, not having a dad that was normal in both your cultures. And Mm. that was really, like, humbling for me because I grew up with my dad thinking, well, everyone's got a mum and dad. And it was humbling coming and meeting my friends who didn't have that. And so um, what do you say, what do you hope that Father's Eyes says to those who grew up like you? You know, a lot of our listenership, like I said, Pacific males who grew up without their dads, what do you hope Father's Eyes does for them?
2: (laughs) I think just... You know, because no, for me, like, I always felt like I... I think when my daughter was um, on the way, I had all these fears of, like, well, I didn't have a dad. Like, what can I base off being a father of if I didn't have that, you know? And for me, it was really... I didn't want my daughter to feel the way that my father made me feel. So I learned, I did everything that I knew that I would have wanted from my father, you know? And I think that's the advice that I'd give is like show your kid everything that you didn't have, you know, it's, it's show, give everything that you would have wanted as a kid, you know? Mm. And I think that's, that's the, the most treasuring thing about being a dad for me is that so many things that I see in my daughter that I do for my daughter. And I think like, Oh, like this is what it would have felt like for me, Mm. you know? And I, and I, it makes me proud that I get to give that to my daughter, (laughs) especially cultural stuff as well is, you know, like I, I, I grew up with um, with my mum, and you know, my mum didn't grow up with a lot of culture and stuff. And it was a lot of the stuff. It was really just the community I grew up in. I learned a lot from my community, but that's not where my mob's from. That's not where my people was from. Um, so I was learning, like, other people's lang- uh, the other mobs' language from where I grew up, but always wanted to learn from where I was from, you know, from where my father's country was, but I didn't get that chance. Mm. And so now it's like, now that I go back to my country and, and I, I do learn my culture and I do learn my language, it's stuff that I can pass on to my daughter and my and my son on the way too. Like, you know, it's, it's, it makes me proud to know that they don't have to go through that and they don't have to feel that, I guess... I guess, like loss of connection that like I felt growing up and I, I get to do that for them. And I feel that responsibility now to, to learn as much as I can to pass it on to them. So yeah, if that's coming back to the question. Yeah, yeah.
0: Do you wanna add on anything?
2: It's kind of just the same yeah. thing. Um, I'm also trying to
1: find, I'm trying to, my mum and dad have um, over the years um, overcompensated for what they didn't give. Mm. and in a way it's worse because they're overcompensating on what they think that I need and want but never ask me what I want and need and Mm. what I more so need and so I'm trying to listen to my kids at the same time I'm you know raising them and want to teach them and stuff like that and my wife is the perfect balance for me because she's opposite to me. She's the soft, loving, like, let's them, you know, where I'm just, like, law and order. And <laughs> that's how I roll with things I've learned, you know. Yeah. I'm like, bedtime is 7.30 sharp. <laughs> that minute goes over, I'm, I start ticking because that's just how I roll. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm learning to just let, not sweat the, the small stuff. Mm. And I've always sweated every little thing. Mm. And so I'm, you know, I'm trying not to, do all the most, and and I'm trying to listen and listen to the to the needs of my kids. And my wife is a good um, person to listen to that. And I'm and I'm good for her when she's missed it or overcompensated for something. And so I, I, we're blessed that we have a awesome team within each other that we bounce off each other, we learn from each other. Because I'm a oral. Like and I think that I know everything and then so, honestly something just comes and like just humbles me and I look at it and I'm like It's the Holy Spirit Wow I'm like Lord why does it have to shut me down like that but you know just it's and it's a reclamation for for my kids for myself for mm. me and my wife and giving them everything that me and my wife never ever had and but also letting them find their own love and joy for it rather than forcing them. Yep. I come from a forcing background where Lou came from a different, so I'm, thank God she's there, otherwise it would be force, force, force. Mm-hmm. You're gonna learn this, you're gonna do this, you're gonna do this, but I know with my son, he's just like, he won't do it if he doesn't wanna do it, and I don't wanna traumatize him. Even though his trauma is way different <laughs> to mine, it's trauma nonetheless, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. So I don't wanna like force him, so. Big lesson yesterday. <laughs> I was like, "You, you didn't do the best today, son. But we're gonna do better next week, hey eh, son. We're gonna run, and I want to teach you at the back. Goes, yeah." And I was like, "Father,
0: I love that. I know all the Islander parents are listening right now. Like, oh, do I need to do that? Yes, you do. Yes, <laughs> and it's hard. Yep. It's yeah, it's so yeah. hard.
1: because yeah. I'm like in my head, I'm like." what the how was that (laughs) son you stood in the middle of the field you know in my head that's because that's how i grew up yeah Yeah. but i'm like son that wasn't the best but next week we're gonna do better so that's what we
0: did you hear that dad (laughs) (laughs) and so let's let's get into the video clip this video clip is beautiful like we watched it before you came in, and can you please talk about, like, so you filmed it on Aboriginal, on your on your Aboriginal land, oh. also you involved your family in it, mm-hmm. you got all your uncles, can you talk a little bit about the making of it?
2: Yeah, so, uh, so the, the land wasn't from where my people's sorry. from, uh, but the, where I grew up, so that's <laughs> Bidjigal land, um, but yeah, a lot of respect for, for Bidjigal people. My, my partner's Bidjigal, so that was, that was on her country, mm. um, but sorry, what, what was the...
0: Just talk about, like, the making of it, the day that you had and how the clip came to be.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so it was... Finding a location was a big thing, you know. um, I I kind of... uh, We had location set out and I I really wanted it to... I I wanted it to be somewhere where I felt a big connection to, you know... um, and it was kind of a last minute thing too because we had a location mm. um, and we got approval with the council and all that stuff and then we showed up the day before and the council had set up tents and stuff. So we had to quickly change it. Yeah. And for me, it was like, it was kind of stumbled across. Like I went to go look at the, where the cliffs are. That was already set. Yeah. I went to go look at that and I looked over and I was like, this is like perfect. Mm. Like it was like where you see um, where we're all Eden and, and where the dances happen and stuff. That's on the way to the cliffs. So I was like, I just walked through, me and my daughter, and she just ran through. I was like, this is perfect.
0: So are you saying you pretty much came up with the script like while you were looking for
2: location? Well, no, no, we you had, had, it we, had yeah, all yeah. The, we had all that deal and it was just location. Yeah. Like that was a big stress mm. for me. I was like, all right, we had a, a perfect spot. Yeah. And then the day before we literally had to change. Mm. So it was like, um, but it was when we, when I came across this other place, it was just perfect. And it all worked mm. out mm. so good, you know, and... So, yeah, like, that was a... And that's the area that I grew up in too. So there was, like, significance down there. And, you know, those... The cliffs where we, uh, where we did um, the first performance at... You know, like that's a place where you know we do a lot of like sunrise ceremony and stuff, like, or we go down and like you know, there's you're always seeing whales come through just on those cliffs down there. So it was like that's a, a significant place for me as well. So
0: also the imagery of uh, the shots of you and is it you and your daughter, and you're yeah. brushing her hair. Can yeah. you talk a little bit about that? Yeah,
2: brushing her hair. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that were, like
0: having those specific shots, you know, in the clip.
2: Yeah, well, so that was um, that was actually I didn't even know that those those ones those specific ones of me brushing her hair was going to be in it ah. so because Amanaki Productions who who did the the production the film and that they were doing a, they've done heaps of shots for me like they did my um, a bit of my documentary like last year on the my Gomorrah Nations tour that I did and those were just kind of bits that they filmed just at my house uh, at my mum's place and um, so, yeah, when I seen them, I was kind of like, oh, I I, didn't, I haven't even seen them until they sent it to me, yeah. you know? So it was, yeah, it was mad to see. Like, those were really candid stuff as well. Like, that was just me telling Kelly, like, your hair looks ridiculous. You know, come over here. <laughs> I need to do your hair it's right so now. It's so
0: powerful, though, like, because it's, it's such an intimate, when you, your dad is brushing your daughter's hair, like, how mm. beautiful the connection. It just shows the relationship mm. between you and your daughter. Mm. So for me, because I'm a girl dad as well, mm. like, mm. seeing it was like, oh yeah like
2: <laughs> yeah now we'll, powerful it's definitely something that like i love doing her hair like the day that she says i'll do it <laughs> it's like that's <laughs> gonna break my heart Bye. you know like yeah it's <laughs> like no i will do your hair until <laughs> until i can't do it anymore but yeah i i, I love doing like those little things you mm. know those little things especially like yeah doing her hair i love making her hair look all pretty and and letting her curls out and stuff you know it's um yeah i love i love that part
0: and for you, Stan, like, th- is there a lot of... Did you find and discover a lot of similarities between cultures?
1: Fully, totally. And the thing is, I because I grew up both here and Australia, and so I grew up um, with a lot of black fellows over there um, uh, in the different places. And I went to a... Um, it was the first indigenous, first nation, Aboriginal um, Bible college over there. Mm-hmm. And so it, there was obviously indigenous, and then the rest of us were Maori, Samoan, Fijian... Greek and I think i'm one Polish fella. But like so I grew up and then I grew up going to missions and I grew up going to communities and stuff like that and so I've always known that. Mm. Um and like even when I first started out, me and Jessica Melbourne used to do everything together, mm. tour together, do mm. songs together, but this was different because I never connected like for the man that I am today. And for the man that he is today, that we connected on a song like this mm. about being fathers and connecting our cultures in a way that I was, I was actually so shocked because this was, so. this was all run by him and his team. He came up with this. He did everything. I didn't do a damn thing. I showed up. I just had to get some people there, and I was like, "Hey, you fellas, better come, because this fella's got heaps of fellas coming, can't let yes, me down." I saw is yes, in the club. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I thought was like, "Hey, be there, okay, get there now. because he's got a whole mob coming from every which way. They flying in. You
0: better pull up. Uh, uh, you better pull up.
1: <laughs> and like, man, did a, like got a like that they do honey over there. They came in, did a Kai. Um, they had a copper that was over there. They came in, did a copper. His dance group came through. All the cousins. The uncles, um, they all came through, and it was just this um, beautiful cultural exchange that I don't think anyone was expecting. Mm-hmm. Like uh, we had um, smoking ceremony, then we had a bit of a like a, a like a whakatau. We had somebody speaking. Um, and just even from the, the production crew, um, Amanaki Productions, mm. um, they're whānau. And I was looking at them the whole time, I was like, wow, they look similar, eh? <laughs> Anyway, they were brothers, and then the sisters were setting up the tables, they're um, Cook Island Tongan. I was mm. just
0: gonna say, are they Tongan? Amanaki? Yes. Yeah. yeah,
1: and so, and like, just the whole team that came out, and all the people representing there, like, all the young fathers that even like. Because I told the boys, like me, I'm last minute. Yeah, yeah, just come doing a video. You know, you know the bro KBD, we're doing the song. Oh, yeah, sweet, sweet. I was like, just make sure you're on time. This is the address. Just get here. <laughs> we got there. And I think all our lives were transformed that day. Wow. All our lives were changed that day. Everybody left emotional. Mm. Like, honestly, like, you've seen all these big fellas and tough fellas and, you know, come in, in our own little groups and we're all just kind of sitting there shy in our own groups. say, shame, shame. You know, got in a big circle. We all had a court at all and just like, it just everybody's heart started to open up and just seeing like at the end of the day we're human beings and we're, we're young men trying to be the best that we can be you know dealt with the lives that we've been given we're trying to do better and we're trying to break cycles and just bringing our cultures together was just so beautiful it was so empowering and just watching and and experiencing each other's cultures and each other's families and mm. all the kids running around, you know, doing their own things and and all these daddies, you know, yeah. these daddies there with their kids. It was like, and I was gutted because my kids couldn't be there because i flown over by myself, but I felt jealous because mm. I know my kids would have loved that. Yeah. And it was just... It was like going out, you know. You, you know, those big family days you go out like to, the like konga'i. yes, yeah, the yeah. big fat corn yeah. and like everything. It was just oh, ah, no, it was it was uh, an experience that I I'll never forget. And like I don't think anybody expected. I don't know about you, bro, mm-hmm. but I didn't expect it to really. Kinda affect you, affect me, that like much yeah. Yeah, it was wicked. It was wicked. And do
0: you think, do you think us here in Aotearoa, with our people, Maori, Pasifika people, that we're ready to take those steps to break those cycles?
1: We we've been ready. Yeah. And I think um, and another thing, it's a powerful representation of what we need right now mm. for for our men. Yeah. I mean, for for the not the longest time, you know, for a while we've been talking about mental health. This is a part of it. Mm. You know, these are young, we're talking about the individuals that are going through it, but they're still dads at the end of the day. They're still mums at the end of the day. And this is just another step further. Actually, you know, we're all going through our stuff, but we can do it. Mm. You know, we've got the help of our, we don't have to have big communities. And just like letting people know, yeah, man, we stuff up every day. Mm. Yeah, we fall short. We've, we fail, you know, like we're going to, Feel like we're not good enough, and maybe we're not good enough at sometimes. But that's all good. That's all part of parenting. That's all part of growing. But we're we're not going to go backwards. Mm and you know there's there's forever been these narratives of of all of us of of indigenous of Maori of Pacifica people that we're everything but amazing but loving but caring but successful but growing but breaking generational cycles but rich but at the top but the best of the best mm. you know they just look at us like oh yeah like even you think yeah. about New FM, like oh we're we we oh, just the and I was yeah. like it's not just. Mm-hmm. I was like how incredible that you are the 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 station that represents um, not just one marginalized people group, like it's so many people that people can identify to, that that Mm. they feel connected to. Mm. And like even for us to bring this here and for Kobe to come here as an Indigenous person from Australia to come into the realm of so many different Indigenous people here from the Pacific, I think it's powerful and I think we need more of that. We Mm. need to be coming together, especially what's happening in the world, all over the world, what's happening in our country, what's happening in Australia, what's happening over all over the world, I was like, we need to band together, come together, because we have so many similarities, but we're so powerful when we join together. It's like, you know, like to make Captain Planet, we got to come together to bring all those, you know, heart, yeah. <laughs> fire, <laughs> <laughs> earth. I'm not heart, though. Hold on, we never wanted to be heart, eh? Are <laughs> <I mean>, we fire? Yeah. <laughs> and uh,
0: before we wrap it up, uh, i got to call you out, Stan, because I heard you. Yes, yes. I caught that. Talking smell to about Auckland to, you know, we've got a guest here, Kobe D. <laughs> and uh, Stan's saying that Auckland's not that great. And so I kind of want to prove him wrong, Kobe, all right? Uh, you haven't uh, had a great uh, experience <laughs> with our, with our cuz over here. So. I'm sorry,
1: guys. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we heard you. Hey. We heard you. Uh, Auckland, Okilani, yeah. and uh, behalf of South Auckland actually, yeah. we've got some. Um, see, see,
1: see, see, okay. I said Auckland. I don't oh, say no, South no, Auckland. I didn't <laughs> say Okilani. I don't say Tamaki Makaurau. I said Auckland. It's like you know when people say, "Are you a Kiwi?" I ain't no bird. Are you can <laughs> <laughs> a Maori. <laughs>
0: <bit of> <laughs> so you know, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta represent. You know, for the 9 go. I gotta represent. Yeah. So we've got some. Um, these are called uh these are from binaki's the famous binaki's in otahu shout out to auntie at she is these just for you yeah. we've got some oh, as well oh. just on behalf of um no. auckland south auckland on behalf of new fm we just want to gift you and prove you wrong these are so o- these see. are pork buns yeah, and these yeah. are lamb buns oh, see. you might need to heat them up yeah, yeah but yeah. uh otahu if you ever need a good feed that's yeah. where all the good island feeds are oh, just hey. i just needed to prove my brother staying here yeah. wrong hey, and, uh, i just want to say,
2: say. <laughs> It is just is for me
1: too. No. <laughs> Wait, I started She said, "I was like, oh, I'm hungry." I mean, we. I just forgot we were talking about it like, because I've I've been doing hakaze. Eh? So for the last like eight months, whatever, I was doing hakaze. So we we have Maori kai all the time. I I love being Maori, but I am sick of Maori food. <laughs> and I've always like I've always liked saying food better, and I know that people are gonna come for me, <laughs> but man. I will live. <laughs> Honestly. This is for you, Kobe. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, in okay. a share. You know? Tato, tato. <laughs> but, oh, man. I've been talking about island food for ages, so I'm like, shush. <laughs> shush in my mouth. <laughs>